Hello, this is Nikda from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 15th of October. The 2019 Nobel Memorial Prize in Economic Sciences was awarded to three professors, Abhijit Banerjee, Esther Duflo, both from MIT, and Michael Kramer from Harvard University. They were recognized for their research and experimental approach towards fighting poverty. While announcing the prize, the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences said, and I quote, in just two decades, their new experiment-based approach has transformed development economics, which is now a flourishing field, unquote. What makes their work stand out is that instead of trying to answer the big questions related to poverty, they break down the various factors that cause it to their very basics. They study each one, conduct experiments, and then, based on their evidence, decide the best method to resolve each problem. Kramer, Banerjee, and Duflo developed something called randomized control trials, or RCTs, and used them to study different policies in action and to promote the ones that were most effective. They started a series of RCTs on schooling. They designed field experiments to study the impact of specific policies on improving outcomes. The most interesting outcome of these experiments was that they showed that neither more textbooks nor free school meals made an actual difference to learning outcomes. Instead, it was the way that the teaching was carried out that was the biggest factor. Later, they expanded their experiments to other areas including health, credit and agriculture. This year's prize is also significant for being inclusive. In case you didn't know, Esther Duflo is the youngest ever recipient of the Economics Nobel. She is also the only second woman to be awarded the prize. Banerjee, who is also her husband, is the third ever non-white recipient of the award. The evicted residents of four apartment complexes in Kerala's Ernakulam were relieved to hear the decision of the Supreme Court-appointed Expert Committee on Monday. The buildings, which were constructed in violation of the coastal regulation zone norms, were to be demolished within 138 days according to Supreme Court directives. The committee has now decided to simplify the procedures for the residents who are laying claims for compensation. The Supreme Court's decision revokes the earlier instruction of furnishing a supporting affidavit with the claim petitions. Now, the committee has asked the residents to submit their statements, along with their original documents of payment, to the Maradu Municipality Secretary by Wednesday. It has also notified the builders to file statements showing the amounts paid by the flat owners. Meanwhile, Sani Francis, the builder of Holy Faith H2O, pleaded the expert committee on Monday to spare the company of the responsibility of paying compensation to the flat owners. Till late last evening, Tripura police failed to trace the former Tripura PWD minister Badal Chaudhary. The former minister was booked in an FIR lodged at West Agartala police station on Sunday. The FIR charged him and two others, former PWD Engineer-in-Chief Sunil Bhomik and former Chief Secretary Yashpal Singh with fraudulent activities, corruption, criminal breach of trust and suppression of evidence. While Bhomik was detained from his residence, Chaudhary could not be found all day. The third accused, Yashpal Singh, is living outside the state and has not been detained yet. Meanwhile, a local court granted Chaudhary anticipatory bail till Wednesday. The alleged scam is said to be worth over 600 crore rupees. The wrongdoings found in the probe created an uproar in the Assembly in September this year. Speaking at the Assembly, Chief Minister Biplab Deb, who is in charge of the PWD, said, and I quote, nearly 225 crore rupees were spent in addition to the amount approved by the State Cabinet on different infrastructure development schemes in 2008-9 financial year. 
Since the recent release of a few leaders in Jammu and Kashmir who were detained since August 5th, prominent leaders like Omar Abdullah and Mehbooba Mufti continue to remain under house arrest. However, in a recent interview to India Today, Amit Shah said, and I quote, "Unko Public Safety Act ke tehet abhi detention mein hi rakha hai." This remark with a video of the interview was also tweeted by the BJP live handle. According to a report by the Indian Express, officials in Srinagar said that they were unaware that the PSA was being invoked against the two leaders. The PSA was also invoked against Omar Abdullah's father, Farooq Abdullah, and his house in Srinagar was declared a subsidiary jail. The stringent PSA allows the government to detain a person without a trial for a period ranging from 6 months to 2 years. Meanwhile, SMS services were stopped as a precautionary measure only a few hours after postpaid mobile connections were restored in Kashmir Valley. Postpaid mobile services in Kashmir were restored yesterday after 72 days. Internet services, however, remained unavailable. But by about 5 p.m., SMS services were stopped. Governor Satyapal Malik had said yesterday that internet services would be resumed very soon but officials in the security establishment maintained that the process might take up to 2 months. Syrian troops entered the Kurdish controlled territory of northern Syria for the first time in years. This was just hours after the government of President Bashar al-Assad formed an alliance with Kurdish leaders. The change came after the Turkish invasion and President Trump's decision to withdraw US forces from Syria. This has left the Kurds who had long been the ground troops in America's fight against ISIS in a dangerous position. A week after what is being seen as okaying Turkey's invasion into the country, Trump announced that he would sanction Turkey for what he called destabilizing actions. He said that the US will raise tariffs on steel and suspend negotiations on a 100 billion dollar trade deal with Ankara. America's decision to withdraw more or less gives control of the entire country to President Bashar al-Assad and empowers his allies Iran and Russia. It also endangers the gains made so far against ISIS. In fact, about 500 ISIS sympathizers took advantage of the chaos and escaped detention on Monday. A Saudi ambassador called the USA's withdrawal a disaster for the region. Foreign ministers from all 28 EU member states agreed to stop selling arms to Turkey. This is the first time the EU has made such a decision about a NATO ally. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Listeners who pay your taxes, did you know you're throwing a party for journalists in Delhi today? Meghnad thought he ought to let you know since you're the ones paying for tonight's chart extravaganza. Find out what's on the menu and who's catering on newslaundry.com. As you all know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. Only your support can keep us going. So do consider subscribing to us at newslaundry.com/subscription. Choose the plan of your choice and hit pay. A monthly subscription costs less than what you'd pay for a meal at a half decent restaurant. So please pay to keep news free. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.